just about talk to Storm Purvis very shortly. Um, but the Hellbergs, that has sprung up out of nowhere. It has absolutely sprung out of nowhere, but we do celebrate it from rugby fields, golf courses, race tracks. Of course, we've had the Winter Olympics, the Commonwealth Games. Um, but it's where those feats get recognised again one more time as the sporting codes come together for a night. It is an absolute night of glitz and glamour. All in the name of the best to wear the black singlet, and that was Sir Murray Helbig. So now joining us is one of the hosts of the big gig tomorrow night, former Silver Fern Storm Purvis. G'day, Storm. Good morning, Staffy. How are you? I'm all right. You're absolutely named for what's going on at the moment. Are people turning to yes, you for advice? If I had a dollar for every time someone made that joke, I'd be a rich, rich woman, I tell you. <laughs> okay, I'll send you a dollar. I'll send you a dollar. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, is it so, you must be really looking forward to this because this is one of the most watched New Zealand TV shows of the year. I kind of go between really looking forward to it and being super excited, hellishly nervous. And I've got this kind of severe case of imposter syndrome at the moment. <laughs> like even hearing you read that intro, host of the Helberg Storm. It's like, what the hell? What were they thinking? <laughs> uh, time will tell how it goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But no, I am excited. It's obviously a huge, huge event for New Zealand sport. Um, and being, you know, such a big fan of our, our sporting scene here in Aotearoa, I'm, I'm absolutely honoured to be hosting. But yes, the nerves are real. Yeah. Net- you're an international netballer, of course. You've been able to transition into a commentator. You're a presenter for Sky, Crowgoes Wild. You've been doing it about five or so years now. Um, what's that road of development been like for you? No, I, I consider myself pretty lucky um, that the timing all worked out and the stars kind of aligned in a way that as I was thinking about retiring, um, an opportunity came up with Crowgoes Wild and I just kind of had to run with it. Uh, so I had a very kind of slow transitional retirement where I retired, you know, from international netball while still playing domestic and having time to do work alongside that. And so I was kind of working at Crowd for a couple of seasons while I was still playing. And then once I fully retired, just more jobs kind of popped up as I became more available and um, I just kind of had to run with it. So a lot of faking it till you make it. That was the beauty of Crowd Goes Wild. Everyone has to chip in and do everything. We're all editors, supporters producers, writers, um, presenters, so you get a chance to have a feel of everything and really learn on the job. So I've definitely been lucky that that was the role I stumbled into during my retirement. Um, And, yeah, I'm just kind of running with it, to be honest. So far, so good. (laughs) I can't believe it's been five years. It's crazy to hear out loud as well. But, um, (laughs) yeah, I've I've definitely been very lucky. Yeah, and holding a microphone, standing in front of a camera is a lot easier on your knees than playing netball, isn't it? Oh, exactly. They've actually just taken our chairs away from us on Cargo's Wild, so we're now standing, and I'm not super stoked about that. I would like the chairs back, uh, but for now, while I'm still under the age of 30, I probably can't complain too much. Now, before I ask you these questions, I have to make sure, in all honesty, you don't know who's winning any of the categories or or the Supreme or anything at this stage, do you? At this stage, I do not. I'm really hoping I know by tomorrow morning (laughs) to kind of make it all a bit easier. But, yep, where on my life at this stage, I have no idea. I'm just looking, like you cover sport as I do all day, every day, just couple of the categories, like Sportswoman of the Year, Elise Andrews cycling in the track, uh, Dame Lisa Carrington, Lydia Ko, Ruahe Demant, and Zoe Sadowski-Sinnott. How on earth can you pick one of those? 
That, I think, is going to be the kind of biggest award of the night for me uh, because, you know, you just read out all those names and you go, oh, yeah, she could win. Oh, no, but what about her? Oh, my God, and we can't forget her. So uh, that one's going to be really, really tough. Um, my, I, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say who I want to win, but I'm going to anyway. I would really love to, be, to see Zoe take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think she is 100% on top of her sport, on top of her game, uh, undisputedly, you know, she's just been incredible for a while now and it would just be great to see a sport like some sport be uh, recognised at that, at that high level. Um, in saying that, I wouldn't be mad if anyone else took it out. I think they're all incredibly worthy um, nominees and that one's going to be a tough one. Likewise, the sportsmen, another snow sporter, of course, Nico Porteous is in there, but Shane Van Gisbergen is irrepressible in motorsport. Paul Cole, sensational. Dylan Schmidt, uh, a gymnastics trampolinist, uh, the like we haven't seen from New Zealand before. And Aaron Gate, who was out the gate at the Commonwealth Games, another really tough category. Yeah, I like what you did there. Uh, you know, what stands out for me when, when you read those is the, the variety of sport we're seeing, and the same with sportswomen as well, but, you know, squash, motorsport, snow sport, it's just, it's so freaking cool um, that we're seeing this huge variety in, in these different sports shining through. Um, again, such a tough one, such a tough one. To me, obviously being in Birmingham and, and interviewing Aaron Gate after his, four mm. gold medals over there that, that for me is going to be a tough one to beat um, and he's just such a great guy and yeah the fact that he was able to get gold in the track and, and on the road is just pretty incredible and um, yeah again they're all worthy and I'm being very PC anyone could take it, Paul Cole's a legend god he can't go past the Superman <laughs> uh, yeah it's going to be a tough one Maybe an easier one is the team of the year with the Black Ferns in there having won the World Cup and I'm not pooing uh, the rest of them, which are Joelle King and Amanda Landers-Murphy in the women's doubles squash, Joelle King again and Paul Cole in the mixed doubles, Kerry Williams, Grace Prendergast with the rowing pair and the New Zealand eventing team. But again, not decrying what they've achieved, but the Black Ferns rugby team, gosh, team of the year, surely. Really, really hard one for anyone else to take out, you would think. Um, you know, that campaign, that, that win, everything about that team captivated the nation and, you know, the rugby world for quite a while there. And um, when you think back to 2022, surely that's one of the sporting moments of the year that just grabs you the most. Uh, so that's going to be a really tough one for anyone else to take out. The New Zealand eventing team, I mean, uh, Tim Price, he, you know, up there, world number one eventer. Uh, recently, which is just incredible in a sport, um, you know, people coming from New Zealand where it's just dominated by European countries. So I think that's an incredible achievement as well. But um, yeah, I think I think you're right, Sammy. I, I can't really see anyone else other than the Blackburns taking it out. And I think there would be a public outcry if they didn't. <laughs> they sure would. Uh, coach of the year is an interesting one as well. Craig Palmer, who's the men's track cycling coach, who just had an unbelievable season. Gordon Walker, he's the perennial nominee and has won it countless times, of course, Lisa and the kayak team's coach. Sean Thompson, snow sport. He's going to go close. Tommy Pyatt from snow sport, free skiing. And then there's the name of Wayne the Professor Smith. And when you think about, I'm probably more au fait with his achievement, taking a team for, from where they were to where he got them in the space of a matter of months. That was a phenomenal coaching performance as well. 
Oh, it's a Cinderella story, really, isn't it? And and we heard the way that the girls talked about Wayne Smith, the professor, um, countlessly. You know, he was just brought up all the time and what he was able to do with the team and, and the culture and create that environment that really allowed each and every one of them to excel. And, you know, coaching individuals is, is incredible. And, you know, I think Sean Thompson could be up there with a shout to Zoe's coach but you know to coach a team of 30 odd athletes and and have every single one of them speak so highly about you and achieve what they did in, in such an important pinnacle event in their sport um it's going to be hard to go past Wayne Smith for sure. Emerging talent um there's some there's some names some people won't know here Cameron Gray from swimming uh Gustav Legnavsky Something like that. <laughs> Sorry, Gustav. Um, Jenna Hastings, who's a downhill mountain biker. Joshua Wilmer from the swimming and Tara Vaughan sprint kayak. What do you know about these these emerging Kiwi athletes? Well, Gustav, uh, you know, the half-pipe skier, he's a little legend and he's, he's super <laughs> young, 15 or 16, I think. Um, but he just had a standout year last year and he's, he's a really cool dude and, and someone the snow sport community is touting as, you know, the next Nico, if not, could one day be better than Nico, um, just with what he's achieving at the moment and, and his levels of fearlessness just to go out there and do it. Uh, Cameron Gray had that surprise bronze in the 50 metre, was it freestyle or butterfly? I can't remember, um, in, in Birmingham. And he's another young one who just seems to have all the goods and, and, you know, training well and really bursting out into the swimming scene. And, and we haven't um, been blessed with too many sprint swimmers in New Zealand for a while. So it's great to see him grow. But for me, I can't go past Jenna Hastings. Um, I'm a little bit biased towards the mountain biking community because I, I love it myself. But, uh, you know, she won the World Downhill Junior Champs. Uh, and in an emerging talent category to, to win that, you're just showing that you are emerging and you're one to look out for. And um, the mountain bike community in New Zealand is incredible and it's growing so much. And I've actually just been down in, at uh, Cadrona at the trails down there over the weekend talking to the community and watching them compete in a fox hunt event. And um, it's just buzzing. And, and Jenna was there and, you know, everyone's talking her up and, She's a, she's a really cool chick, and I just think she's one to keep an eye out for, and um, she would be my pick of the Emerging Talent nominees. I, I seem to say this every year at the Halbergs, like this, it's hard enough to pick the categories, and then you have the supreme winner. It's We're so lucky to have so high performers that it's not self-selecting, but that is going to be a really tricky one to choose. It absolutely is. It always is, isn't it? Well, there are the odd years where there's the odd standout, I guess. But uh, this year in particular, I think it's going to sort of come down to who wins in each of the categories, firstly. Mm. Um, but uh, again, I just feel like most people will be expecting the Black Ferns to take it out, I think. Um, but look, anything can happen on the night. And, and once we get those memories, those lovely videos playing on the big screen that remind us what happened, uh, last season, people's opinions can change and, and, yeah, you get reminded of all the great things that so many of these different athletes and teams achieved. So, yeah, again, picking the Black Ferns, but I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't want to get in trouble by saying this is what I'm expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. I'll say it again. I have no idea. Okay? Yeah. Um, what, do we, what can we expect? Is it the same similar sort of format we're seeing for Halbergs as far as the presentation goes on our, on our TVs? Have you had a, a run-through rehearsal? Have you seen the run sheet? Does it look much the same as what we've had in the past? 
Look, I've seen the run sheet, thank God, because it is tomorrow night, and I'd be freaking out a little bit if I hadn't, Stephanie. But um, no, it's actually a little bit different this year. So the actual awards um, and what you guys will see on the TV watching at home, um, they'll be presented the same, Katie and I obviously hosting and introducing award presenters and speakers and whatnot. But in those kind of moments where it's a, there's a little bit of a lull for the TV viewers, just kind of watching um, you know, the, the crowd or performances or things like that. Sky have actually decided to inject a panel, which Ricky Swinnell and uh, Goran Paladin will be hosting. And that'll be just off to the side of Spark Arena there. And in those moments, they'll cut to the panel where they'll get to discuss the awards, have guests, um, the award winners come up and, and have a panel discussion with them. And that will be sort of interjecting throughout the night just to bring a little more um, interaction, I guess, with the viewers at home. So I think that's a really cool initiative from, from Sky and the Hellbergs, and I think it's going to make the whole viewing experience um, a whole lot better for everyone watching at home. The in-house viewers, well, you just have to wait and see. I'm a little bit worried KT's going to go rogue on me, but uh, <laughs> we have rehearsals today, so I'll find out soon. <laughs> if you want to be relaxed with a host, KT is the man, isn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah, he's the best. It should be a fun night. Yeah, well, Stormy, thanks heaps for chatting to us today. Um, how long does your prep take? Like hair, makeup, clothing, what time do you report for duty to Spark? It's it's hours, isn't it? It is hours. It is hours. And it's not just because it takes me so long. I mean, I do have a lion's mane of hair, so that's going to take its fair share of time to get ready. <laughs> but there's also so many people that they have to get, um, you know, get glammed up. So I think I'm one of the first. I'm in there nice and early hours early to be honest and then we do a read through and then there's the, the pre-show that's not televised that I'm in seeing so it's going to be a long long day um yeah I'm, I'm not one for the glitz and glam so I just kind of sit there and I don't know pretend it's not happening and try and get it over and done with as quickly as possible um but it's a nice excuse to put some heels on because being six foot one I don't wear them too often so no I'm looking forward to it, it should be fun and you're not going to be up for an award tomorrow night Storm, but I wanted to congratulate you. Like getting this job doesn't happen by accident. You've done amazing transition over into the the broadcasting scene. So well done, and a little pat on the back for you, Storm Purvis, for being asked to do this. It's a, it's a big night, and they've entrusted you to do it, and, and you'll kill it. So uh, enjoy tomorrow night, oh. and well done. Hey, that means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much.